three, two, one. Love Talk Radio. Tell you now, it's a love TKO. <laughs> 
We finna TKO this thing tonight. It is wonderful Wednesday hump day, and I'm so excited to have this opportunity to come before you on wonderful Wednesday. And I am so glad I have looking at my part of my team is coming on the line quickly and fast. But I for sure this young man, I do appreciate having them all here. We're going to talk about season of champions. And that's the title of the show. Now, let's get this understood. Now, Talking Sports Plus is the voice of the historical black colleges, high schools, middle school athletics in the southeastern part of the United States. And you can contact us by calling calling in at 347-857-4192 or you can go to the web link which is www.blogtalkradio.com slash the Smithway Production. Now if you're a Facebook friend of mine it's easy to go to it. All you gotta do is go to the post as I post today and click on the one that says Season of Champions. And it'll say Blog Talk Radio. Click on that and you'll be with us and you'll be ready to go. We're glad to have you and we'll we'll talk some sports we'll we'll make it do what it do if you want to tweet the show you have several opportunities or uh, uh, vehicles to tweet uh, tweet the show you can go to at talking sports plus with the number one at lorenza d smith at elliot darrow the number one at tremaine edwards with the number seven and at coach underscore and that's with a k coach underscore L underscore Smith and you can tweet the show and be a part of it as well before I get into uh, all our particulars and introduce my co-host as well as the one that may not be on the line right now I want to take this opportunity for us to get a moment of silence because we had an incident in a school a shooting today and you know it seemed like it continued to go on and we, we got to address these issues in our communities in our homes you know so our schools can be again a safe place and Highland Ranch, Colorado, uh, two student gunmen came in, opened fire on a classmate, injuring nine and killing one of their classmates. Uh, Kendrick Costello, 18-year-old student, a senior who's going grad- would be graduating in a month, uh, he was heroic. When the gunman came in the classroom, he, he sit there calm like they say, but he, he wanted to stop it, so he jumped across the desk grabbed the gunman but he was shot in the process and he was killed he was heroic but the bottom line is he saved the rest of his classmates in that classroom however as that the class uh helped him even though he died in the process to 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 capture the gunman there was another gunman uh, a female and she was in another classroom firing away at those individuals in the classroom so this is what we're dealing with we're dealing with situations so what we want to do is offer our prayers for the Highland Ranch community in Colorado uh, we want to uh, offer our prayers for the school system for those teachers those students those administrators those parents the whole community we just want to do we want to take about take 30 seconds and, uh, and just be silent and just offer our prayers through that way. Awesome, awesome. I thank you for doing that. Also, we have a couple other things we consider to be house cleaning things. Uh, our co one of our co-hosts, and she won't be with us tonight, but one of our co-hosts having a birthday today. Uh, 
Coach Lauren D. Smith, our millennium, our lady of the hour. She turns 26 today. She's our millennium. May 8th, we'll say happy birthday to you, Lauren. I would sing the song, but I did it earlier. So she really laughed and enjoyed it. And my family know I'll call them and I'll sing the song to them. If I don't call you, that means I forgot about you. But I'm gonna, when I see you again, I'll make sure I sing that song to you. And they just laugh. So it's a moment of joy. But we're truly being blessed and having her in our presence, even though she's not here. We know her spirit is here. She's here supporting us 100 percent. She's enjoying her birthday. So happy birthday, Lord. And, the, and to my youngest granddaughter, Riley Williams, this is her birthday as well. She's six years old. So I, I had an opportunity to text her mom today and let a mom know uh, uh, to let Riley know that a granddad said happy birthday. So we're filled with joy and we feel with happiness. God is blessing us. All right. So let's get ready to make this thing do what it's going to do here. Let me introduce that guest is on the line. I'm sorry. Our co-host that's on the line, not a guest co-host. I'm so glad to have this young man. He's uh, he's he's just a that one of those part of our engines that we need so we can go. Uh, he hails from North Alabama. His home is Montgomery, but he works up in North Alabama. He's known as the king on this show. But also he's been known as the young man that has just said, ain't no fun when the rabbit got the gun. None other than Coach Tremaine Edwards. How you doing, Trey? Hey. hey, glad to be here tonight, Dr. Smith. Miss, miss y'all last week, man. Miss y'all last week, man. Overslept. Overslept on y'all jokes. Man, working. Here this week, man. I'm Kaden. I'm Kaden and Vince outside, but I'm here, baby. I got head set, baby. Ready to roll, baby. Okay, well, well we're going to make it do what it do. You know what it's all about, you know? At this point, it, it, it's going to be you and I until we get another car. I know Darren's not going to be here, Lord, but Tony Starworth said he was going to make sure he called and he's going to be part of and let me make sure I mention those other individuals that serve as our co-host touchdown Tony Stallworth that's coach Tony Stallworth he's our high school uh, aficionado or our resident expert uh, he said he was going to call in because Darren and I have been getting on him pretty hard. Tony, make sure you call in because Daryl said, I can't be here. I, I'm taking a week off. Daryl said he get him a vacation, so he's taking his week off this week. So he won't be with us. And our other co-host is Daryl E. Train Elliott. He's a done king of all things. He's a conductor of the E-Train, our radio personality, Daryl E-Train Elliott. All right, Trey, we might well go and get this thing started. It's you and I. We're going to make this thing work. We're going to make it do what it do. All right, so we're going we're gonna to look at our show, uh, show title, which is Season of Champions. You know, we're at the end of the year. We're wrapping everything up. We're in the spring sports now. They're having banquets. They're handing out trophies and awards. They're doing all that. But we want to talk about some topics that are occurring on our coach's corner. And I'm going to start off with this first one. And, Trey, I want you to share your thoughts on that, and I'll do the same. We're going to discuss why Mac Wilson, agent, stated that the Alabama people, when he said Alabama people, he's talking about the University of Alabama people caused his stop his stock to drop to the fifth round. Trey, tell me what you think about that, man. Tell me what you think about that. 
um, Dr. Smith, um, we all knew, um, I'm going to say this, Matt Wilson wasn't ready for the, uh, the NFL draft. So I don't think the people affected his stop. I'm, I'm going to say that. Um, I believe it was all Matt Wilson. He affected his own stop um, by his play on the field. Uh, for him to say that the Alabama people affected his stock is absurd, Dr. Smith. Um, I think Matt, Matt Wilson needs another year, but as a as an Alabama as an Alabama fan, I'm fine with him leaving. So I, I can't say that Alabama fans affected Matt Wilson's stock as far as his agent is saying. Um, they they watching film just like we watching film type of stuff. I mean we we I mean I know football and um, what Matt Wilson was doing. He was playing, but he wasn't playing with a drive type of stuff. Okay. Um, there were plays Matt Wilson could have made to make this season successful for Alabama that didn't that the play that he didn't make. Um, <coughs> that, that's a that's a touchy topic. As far as him and Ford, um, his fan base to say there's nothing else I can do in Alabama is absurd, Dr. Smith, because he wasn't. He, Matt Wilson is probably the worst linebacker that we've had come through for a minute. Um, but I, I, I don't know, Dr. Smith. I, let, let me hear your thoughts on that, Dr. Smith. Let me tell you, uh, uh, Coach Edwards, you know, um, and, I, and I shared a few things with you as well as with uh, Lauren. Uh, one of the things I, I that concerned me about uh, Mike Wilson was that he was a, he was this was his first year starting, truly truly first year, and he's a junior. He was a junior because he'd be a senior coming up this upcoming year, and it's like that. You got to wait, you got to wait. But some of the things that got me when he did get a chance to play, he seemed to be always in the wrong position, and by being in the wrong position. They felt that they could use him in his year, but be a full-time starter. That concerned me. That he would be the play caller. But when you come on a broadcast after a game, even though you won the game, and said that you know uh, uh, when the question was asked, said Max seemed like the defense was in the wrong play. What's going on? He said, uh, Coach uh, Saban always tell us uh, if you're gonna go wrong, make sure all eleven go wrong. That's the stupid stuff I've heard in my life. Anybody use that? That's another excuse for not doing what you're supposed to do. I just personally believe that he needed another year. But also, Trey, I shared with you all as well. My biggest concern is that if he stayed another year. Alabama will suffer next year in 2020. And the reason I would say they'll suffer in 2020 is, yeah, they'll be stout at the uh, linebacker position and inside linebacker position with those players, with him and uh, uh, Dalen um, uh, Moses. Uh, however, the problem was when we know Dalen is going in, in, in 2020, and if he go, who had enough time to be back there on a full-time basis? So I felt it was good that he left because it allowed a younger player to come in and learn and play the game at a high level and make some mistakes because he got Dalen Moss there. Uh, so you can get better than when Moss leave, uh, uh, Moses, I'm sorry, Moses leave, automatically you are now 
continue on with your level play at a high level, having at least one linebacker with some maturity. That's the problem I had with him staying. When he said he was going to stay, you know, I'm, you know, yeah, I think you need to stay. But then when he said he was going to leave, I was like, I'm glad you're gone. I'm just being honest about that. I don't pull no punches on that. And for his agent to come on and go to the advertiser and go to uh, uh, Channel 12, the local news, and say that Alabama is the reason his stock dropped. And let me tell you, first of all, I never thought he would go in the top four rounds. I never thought that. When I saw that uh, projection when he was the third best inside linebacker, nah. But you got to realize how many available slots that's available for uh, a team was signing linebackers, inside linebackers. And they say at the top two or three rounds, they wasn't signing many linebackers at that spot. They was going out the defensive linemen, rush ins, uh, hybrid players. So he was neither one of that. Neither one, neither one of those. So the bottom line is he fell right where I thought it would. I thought it would be the field. At one time, I thought he wouldn't be drafted at all. But he had an opportunity to go, and he going to the Cleveland Browns. Uh, he's trying to make the best of it. And as the, the blog talk, I mean, the bloggers were saying in regards to him and where he was drafted and why, you know, he fell so low, I just simply told him it don't even matter. The ideal is to get drafted. And when you get the count, show up and show out. That's all you have to do. And then you can sign you a contract that's worth working for and make your living that way. If that's your dream, go there and work hard. It's all right to go there and be on the team or if you even make the team on the practice team. But before long, you got to find your real job for long. And that happened many of players from the University of Alabama. I can call one particular one, Nick Perry. He was up there with Baltimore Ravens, and he was up there on the practice card getting paid a few thousand. I mean, I won't say a few. It was quite a few, over $30,000 or $40,000. However, you know, that wasn't the job that he wanted. So I don't know if Mac would see it that way, and he'll do a lot of, like a lot of other ones, come back and start coaching <laughs> and that, if that's in his future. But I thought he went exactly where he's supposed to have went, Trey. So I, I see no problem with that. I see no problem. So his agent, you got to remember now, I'm his agent. He's my client. I, I make money off him because I already gave him twenty or $30,000, you know, when he come out where he probably shouldn't have took anything and not even have an agent and see how high he's going to be drafted and see if he can come back. You know what I'm saying? And he wasn't able to come back. Then, then you, then you, then you go with it. But since you made the choice to take the money and become uh, now a professional athlete, and now you don't get drafted where you're supposed to be drafted. That's the way it is. But the thing about it, you got drafted in the fifth round, you go there and make sure you make it happen. And the bottom line is you show up, and show out. What do you think about that, Trey? I think I, I think Trey may have stepped away from the phone. But uh, that's one of the things we want to make sure we, we share with you in regards to that. You know, I don't think you can blame anybody for it, for where Mac Wilson fell down to the fifth round. However, if he go there and do what he's supposed to do, he'll be all right. The call-in number is 347-857-4192. All you have to do is press 1 if you have any comments or questions about this specific topic or any topics that we have. And then I'll recognize you as the last four digits of your cell or your telephone number. Then I will definitely ask you 
to make sure, you know, you identify yourself and identify where your location is. All right. We're going to move to the next topic. Yes. Okay. My sentiments exactly, Doctor. I agree totally with you right there. Well, that's awesome. I'm telling you because there's no reason to blame nobody now. You're there. Go up there and show up and show out. And you'll get a chance to make a roster. But it's something we're going to talk about in our next topic is, you know, we got NFL first round draft choices versus fifth and seventh round draft choices. And the question might be, why is this so important when you get drafted in probably the first three rounds, then to get drafted in the last three rounds? Trey, you want to share some thoughts on that? Yes, sir, Doctor Smith. Um, totally, that's the difference of ten and, and ten and twelve million dollars. Um, <laughs> his statement brought that up. You know, people look at Nick and act like he doesn't want the well-being of his players, saying he's selfish. You know, and want guys to stick around to help Nick, Nick out. But be totally, I understood totally what Nick was saying about you know Matt Wilson, about Deontay Thompson. Let's, let's don't leave him out, Doctor Smith. Yeah. Um, these guys left to be potential fourth, fifth, and sixth round picks. I mean, that's absurd for me. And, and and their excuse is my my family was you know sacrificing for me. It's time for me to sacrifice for them. I, I don't agree with that, Doctor Schmuck. Um, your family will take care of you as much as they can until you get to that promise line. I'm going to say that, Dr. Smith. Um, Matt wasn't hurt for that. I'm, I'm going to say that right now. He, he wasn't hurt for that. People were supplied for Matt. They always been, since he's been in high school. So for him to say that is absurd for the other to say that. Um, I'm going to say this, Dr. Smith. I, I go to uh, Alabama campus uh, quite often, and I look at that player's parking lot, Dr. Smith. That player parking lot <laughs> has some whips in that. They got some whips in that. Yes, sir. And everybody's family, I mean, I look at the background of these players. You know, I look at Calvin Ridley, number one. Calvin Ridley was, uh, was a senior, too old in high school to play his senior year. So mm-hmm. for him to be riding a challenger on campus, you, you, you hear me, Dr. Smith? Yep, yep. A challenger on campus. I mean, it, it's something going on, and you know, I ain't saying it's illegal or whatnot, Dr. Smith. But I'm going to still say this. Matt Wilson still had every pair of joints that came out on his feet mm-hmm. and, and, and a lot of other stuff. So for them to say that is absurd, Dr. Smith, to say that they have to sacrifice for their family. Go on, stay there, you know, get that extra 10 or 12 million that can help your family. I mean, it paid off for Josh Jacobs. He mm. paid off for um, the other running back. Um, Harris, Damon Harris. Yeah. yeah. So, you, I mean, I mean, it, it, trust the process, Dr. Smith. That's, that's all I got to say with that situation. And exactly, because if you look at it, and you can look at the Clemson players. Remember, Clemson had three players not to go, could have went last year, and they decided to set back, and all of them was drafted in that first round. So they're guaranteed at least $6.7 million signing bonus. But their contract will eventually uh, muster out to be $20 million. But that signing bonus is the money cash they're going to get. 
They don't have to ask anybody for anything. They can use it on whatever they want to use it on. If you want to help your family, you can help your family then. Now, when we're talking about first round, that's first round, second round. But when you start getting to that third round, that money decreases a whole lot. And when you get to the fourth round, even more. If you get to the fifth and sixth and seventh rounds, it's a possibility you're only going to be having up in the thousands of dollars. It might be the hundred thousand of dollars, but you won't get that bonus where it costs six million dollars if you was drafted in the first and second round. And it's true when you're told that, you know, as Nick Saban shared with those guys, they need to go. They go to an exit interview and in that exit interview, they talk about where you would go and where you would be. Would it be good you stay? Would it be good that you go? You come to their decision, your parents are in there, but it is amazing, especially with Mac Wilson, and we were talking about him, but where he was drafted falls in his next topic that we was talking, we, we started on about the draft choices. He was told, and his mom came on the news and said he was going to be there. He wasn't leaving. And next thing I know, he's now leaving. And all of a sudden, now you're upset he dropped down to the fifth round. It wouldn't have hurt him, Trey. I tell you personally, he would have stayed on for through his senior year, meaning he'll stay there and play three years. And he could have been a first round draft choice. Even if he went out last. I mean, went out this year coming up in 19, uh, 20, 19, 20, which would be 20. He still would probably be third or fourth round. If not, if he had waited on to 20 or 21, he could have been maybe a first rounder. If it didn't get hurt or anything. So those are the kind of things you had to look at. Just because you've been up there two or three years, and but this is your first year starting, you could use two more years. Damon Harris thought it was the best thing to do. Dexter Lawrence at Clemson thought it was the best thing. Cleveland Farrell thought it was the best thing. Look, they was drafted up in the top, up up in the top 20. So so I'm, I'm telling you, stay there and look. Not only just as I was telling Trey that was good, he was leaving because he probably would leave next year. But if his mind wasn't focused on it and then he wasn't ready to do what they asked him to do to get better, then he could have stayed additional year and got even better. And his choices would have went up. Sometimes you make decisions. And as Trey said, you see those whips out in the parking lot. You see every, some of these young people got all kind of cars. You got to understand now, this ain't 30 years ago. This ain't 40 years ago. These young people, parents are buying them cars. And some of the students I see over to the university where I, where I work at got got better cars than I dreamed of. They riding in brand new cars. So get a car is nothing to get and have a nice car is nothing wrong with it. So if that's something you want, then you get that voucher each month, especially if you stay off campus, range of $1,500 a month. It's like a job. So the thing about it, you in school to work, go to school, work on that football field or that basketball court or whatever it is. And you got your own apartment. They provide you monthly, monthly payments and everything. You're able to do everything. Come on, man. Don't don't look down on that. Look at that as a positive thing. Then you a good thing. And as we had a discussion on last show about degree, get your degree. Get your degree. There's nothing wrong with getting your degree. You got to have something to fall back on. You may play professional football, but you got to have something to fall back on. You make all the money, you can go buy your degree when you finish finish playing professional football. You have several players that go to these online universities and, and different universities and got their degree. You know, you had uh, one of the most well-known Alabama players, Joe Namath, come back and just graduated from from the University of Alabama, about four or five. He graduated with his granddaughter, with his daughter, some granddaughter, I believe. So the thing about it, 
you can always come back to school, but you're not going to be in that position if you're not able to make that money. So you can you got to consider it, but a degree is important, and I want to keep that in mind. All right, the next topic we want to talk about this football factory. And uh, when we look at the football factory, we want to look at two particular programs. And the, the question will be, which college football program alumnus make up the better roster in the NFL between the University of Alabama, Ohio State, and any other school you want to put in there over the last five years? And I'm going to just kind of give some thoughts on that and get some background on that. You know, they call these schools football factory. Players that go there to play football, stay there two, three years, and they leave and they go in the NFL. You have the University of Alabama in the last five years have had 46 players drafted in five years. So you're looking at almost five years, almost eight, over eight players each year being drafted or in the NFL. <clears throat> in some form or some fashion. Then you have Ohio State, who's second with 40 players. So we'll take those two schools. Are they football factories? Look at their, the roster that make up. You look at some of the players that's from the University of Alabama, some of the players from Ohio State, and you kind of see what exactly what's going on. I know you, you can just kind of see they're producing these great players in every position, and they're making a lot of money. They're making up the roster. So we want to know what would be the better roster. Now, there was some discussion. Now, we started with the University of Alabama versus Ohio State, and they kind of used uh, Dwayne Haskin as the player that, since he's been drafted, as uh, elevate the quarterback position at Ohio State in the NFL, a former alumnus of Ohio State, at that point, Alabama didn't have. They had A.J. McCarron, and he was not that player. He never really started, never got his feet on the ground. He just basically been out there playing uh, backup, and he was not. But you go and look at those running back. You know, Ohio State got Ezekiel Elliott. Then Alabama had Mark Ingram. You know, he has set some, some, some records. And then you had uh, several other players that had come out. Henry. Derrick Henry, and they said, well, they gave them the edge on that end. Then you look at receivers. You got so many receivers that come out of Ohio State as well as Alabama that are on the roster right now. And we just look at so many players. So that's something they talk about. Which one is the better football factory would make up the better roster in the NFL? Trey, you have any thoughts on that? Roll tide, baby. I'm, I'm rolling with the tide, man. Um, the only position that I can see us not dominant in, Dr. Smith, is the quarterback position. Awesome, awesome. Um, and that's been a change in the next couple of years. I'm, I'm going to say that, Dr. Smith. Exactly. And, and you're thinking the same way they are talking here in partners. They said that will be changing with Tua coming out in 2020. Then a the possibility probably 21-22. It'll be Tua, younger brother, or it's going to be Tyson. It's going to be two of those individuals coming out that's going to continue to elevate that level of play on the NFL level for the University of Alabama. So they are the better football factory. If they, if they want that claim, they can have making up the best roster in the NFL from the draft choices in the last 
five years. That's what we're talking about. You can be a call of this as well. Call in number is 347-857-4192. Press one, share your comments and your questions. I identified the last four digits of your cell or telephone number. Mute your phone, please, so we'll get in the background noises. Then you identify yourself and come with your question or comment. All right, next thing we want to look at trade. We're going to look at the NBA. We got the NBA on now, uh, but uh, we'll talk a little about it, and that's Boston and Milwaukee. And Milwaukee was up by seven or eight points at halftime. We're going to talk about the Lakers. Should LeBron regret joining the Lakers? After admitting he was blindsided by magic. Trey, you want to jump in on that one? Uh, I, 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 I think he's okay, Dr. Smith. There's a lot of stuff going on with us right now. And I'm going to stop getting excited about the people that, you know, coming to the program and whatnot. Because uh-huh. um, Nick Tyrone Newton then threw me out too. That's that the railroad with me too. <laughs> uh, for us to go from potentially hiring this guy to just this, this, this the, the talking just stops. So as far as stuff like that, I'm, I'm going to just stop getting excited because every time I get excited, I get shot down. You know? But okay. um, LeBron has got to sit tight and man, let's roll. Man. He, he'll get together. Sit tight and let's roll with Dr. Smith. Well, it, it, and, and things are going to get a little brighter, you know, when they do make the decision. But it is so strange it's taking them this long. It ain't nothing you got to iron out when you compare him to Lou Walton. And, uh, I, I'm just not understanding what is the problem there. Because you can't say Monty William would have been a better choice because Monty William already made his mind up. He's going to go with the Phoenix Sun or with the team. He really didn't want to step into that dysfunctional uh, front office. They're going to have to get it together. The uh, uh, Genie Bus got to stop listening to people. Uh, Ramos, uh, wife, uh, Kurt Ramos' wife, stop listening to Kurt Ramos because those people don't even understand exactly what's going on here. They got to have some functioning people in that. Can't be dysfunctional. And if they continue on and, 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 and to get anybody get upset, if LeBron said, Let, get me out of here and get me out of here, you know, regardless of in the last three or four years in contract, you, you want to have a little peace. You don't want all this craziness. You want somebody that can make the decisions that need to be made. He can't. He, we, he may be a coach killer, some people say. I don't say that. But the bottom line is the front office got to be able to function enough to, to, to make that decision. But this decision that uh, uh, in regards to Magic leaving, everybody might not like the way he did it. But the bottom line, something is going on and that was going on. And the decision, the way he took about it, uh, LeBron said he I mean, went about it. LeBron even said, why didn't he come to me? Why didn't he just share his thought and say he was not come? Because LeBron, in essence, said one of the reasons why I come here is because of Magic Johnson. Sitting at my doorstep at tw- doorsteps at 1201 and talked about how the things we we're going to do at the Lakers. Then you leave and you blindside me by not even telling me. And he shared his point of view. He's going to get on. It's not so much for LeBron to talk. It's time for Magic just to share something, the reason why he left. And it got to be the reason why. I don't know you want to call, call, but you got to call a spade a spade. You got to call out some of these people that's in that front office. If Rob Polinko was under, undermining you, and you got to, got to, got to be said. And if Virginia Buss feel like she got to continue with Rob Polinko, I 
I be want to get out of that too. I don't want to deal with that kind of function. I don't want to deal with that dysfunction. I want to deal with somebody that's going to do what's right to make this 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 story franchise. La La Land, the Lakers want again, great again. It's not going to be great with this dysfunctional stuff. You have the right people in pres- as a president of operation. You got to have the right coach in there. And that way, some people will want to come there. Now, we're going to kind of uh, look at uh, the hiring of Tyron Lue. Now, I don't know what's the problem with that, Trey. You know, you maybe you heard something different in regards to him. I thought they were working out the contract situation because uh, – you know, I'm just trying to understand what more you got to work out, you know. So if, if, if this dysfunctional up at and you having somebody you working with trying to negotiate a contract with, you may not know what they're doing. So that's one of the things that might be the hold up for Tyron Lou. Trey, what do you think about that right there? Smith, that, that talk right there. Um. I was, I was, you know, my phone popped today, mm-hmm. dun da dun you know, ESPN, mm-hmm. and told me the talks with Teron Lou were, were done. Uh-huh. So I'm, I'm moving on, trying to, trying to look at my next coach, Dr. Smith. I'm, I'm done with Teron Lou too. You didn't go up out of that. Okay. So, so you leave with a situation that you, you're going to have to have somebody to be able to LeBron to work with LeBron. You just can't bring anybody in there. And the thing about it, you didn't even give Mark Jackson a chance to be in the top two. So my thing is, if you thought that would be one LeBron would love to have, what killed the talk? You know what I'm saying? What killed the talk? I'm telling you, this, this front office is dysfunctional. Something is not right there. And you don't you don't you don't kill talk on stuff that you can simply come to a conclusion because you're giving the man what he want, giving LeBron what he want. The man didn't come there to go through all this foolishness. That's why I keep saying, is it is it all right for LeBron to regret signing with him? It ain't going to be all right if you can't give him what he want because I don't see nobody else that he really wants to work with. I wants to work with him. So let's consider that. Maybe that may hurt the Lakers by not doing that and coming to the, if they was, they wanted to be hard on it, they had no room to be hard. They needed the, the best coach. So now as we get to free agent, these free agents are not going to sign with the Lakers if they ain't got a coach they think that got winning pre- uh, 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 pedigree. They're not going. They need somebody that won a championship. They're not going to sign. You're not going to get one of the top free agents just to come on if you don't have anybody over there. That's just the bottom line. So they're going to have to get their self together. They're going to have to do something. It's, it got to correct this dysfunctionality so they can make sure they do it. So if he was not the, the, the selection and then broke off talk, you know, you got to understand now that's who LeBron wanted. So what are you going to deal with? Are you just comfortable with taking anybody that's not going to be able to function with LeBron? So we'll keep an eye on that. The call at number is 347 857-4192. So we're kind of looking at this situation. Lakers still dysfunctional. Get it straight. Get it right. Get the right people in the right place, Genie Bus, or move out the way yourself. Something got to happen. All right. Let's look at Kawhi Leonard. Some people believing that he he is better than Kobe in the clutch. Some people believe Kawhi Leonard is better than Kobe. In the clutch. And uh, 
it's been a lot of talk by the talking heads and the pundits talking about this. And, uh, you know, I'm a little concerned. I'm saying, where are you comparing? Are you comparing one or two games or one series? Or because you can't compare one or two games. Uh, you got to com compare the, 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 the complete career up until this point. We don't know what Kawhi would do in the future, but if you're going to compare him against Kobe, you got to go back and look at Kobe clutch moments and compare it to Kawhi clutch moments and see exactly is there some compatibility there or Kawhi better than Kobe, which I don't believe that. So I'm not with that talk. I don't want to hear that foolishness. Kobe was the black mama was the all greatest. And I'm just saying he would clutch. He would make it happen. He would. He won five to what five championships. So the bottom line is and he won a two or three of them when all the players that he thought he would have and was a part of had left. Uh, like Shaq, when Shaq had left, he still won a couple championships, so Black Mama would play. I don't know whether Kawhi is there yet. His game is old traditional type game. He's going 39, right at 38 points a game in this playoff, but he's not the clutch player that Kobe is. Trey, you have any thoughts on that? I don't know, Dr. Smith. Now, you know, they say the numbers don't lie, though, but I was more of a Mamba fan. But like I said, Dr. Smith, I would have took Kawhi over LeBron right now as far as what, what he does for your team, Dr. Smith. I'm looking at that 6 day frame, and he, he's not a baby. He, he don't come with all the drama, Dr. Smith. I'm going to just say that. So, shoot, I'm, I'm he's close now. Depending on where he go next year, Dr. Smith, I, I might be on that train. And, and I'm going to um, get to the next topic. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to tell you who I'm with for these finals, Dr. Smith, when you get ready to touch that. I'm going to okay. tell you who I'm going with. It's a, it's okay. a dog horse, baby. Okay. It's a dog horse, baby. And, and just to kind of look at, uh, as you were saying about uh, Kawhi and where you're going, the biggest problem with players like Kawhi and players like even now Kyrie Irving, they need somebody else to be the leader. They can't be the leader. Because they're too quiet and they're not aggressive enough. And that's one of the biggest problems. That's why when you're talking about clutch, you're talking about Kobe when it became clutch time to take over the Lakers. He took over the Lakers. Kawhi's not going to do that. If he do it, it's quietly. Even with the team he's playing with, they're having some success. But he needs to have somebody else. I don't think he can be the person that's going to lead like a LeBron. He can't do that. Because he's too quiet, and he let, let my game speak to me, for me. But in this league, they want to hear you to be able to talk up. They want you to be able to not have that old corny laugh that you have. Yeah, they want to see you on the floor, but they, you still got to be able to lead these guys. And I think that's one of the biggest things. He would always be the second player. That's why when they're talking about him leaving, going to a team, he always going with somebody with – uh, uh, that can handle that kind of the good and the bad and the indifference. Whereas he just not quite, he'll he, he go back in the shell. He won't do that. So that's one of his biggest things. His play is awesome on the court, but not to be the one to lead. And the bottom line, yes, he's having a great tournament, but the, the truth of the matter is he really, really the leader they have. He's a quiet leader. So let's think about that with Toronto. He's doing it because I got to up my stock. So I can go where I want to go. And I don't think, think Toronto is his final destination. So we see this play because of that, I think, personally. But if you want to be a part of it, 
347-857-4192. Share your thoughts as well. We have, a, have some awesome topics that we're already discussing. If you want to talk about something we already shared some thoughts on it, you can do the same thing. Press 1, ask your question or comment. And once I identify by the last four digits of your cell or your telephone number, then I want you to tell us who you are and your location, and then we'll go from there. All right, Trey, we're going to... Uh, are we going to talk about a little Kyrie Irving? By Kyrie Irving failing as being the big dog. He wanted his own team. He couldn't play with LeBron. He wanted to prove it. But I don't think he's able to prove it. I think he needs a player like LeBron. He needs a player like KD. Somebody else would take the heat off because he has proven he can't handle these young guys. You got any thoughts on that one, Trey? Um. Totally, Dr. Smith. Um, he, he apologized to LeBron about, you know, being a leader for your team. Um, like you said, Dr. Smith, Kawhi and Kyrie are quiet, quiet leaders. Like you, like you say, Dr. Smith, they lead by their gameplay. But the deeper you get in these playoffs, Dr. Smith, you got to lead with your mouth. And, and people don't realize that you got to have a vocal leader of the team. And if he's not doing it, who does? Mm-hmm. Uh, Boston don't have anyone on their roster to lead the team by being vocal because they don't have the clout. Um, they got a couple guys they can play, but they still don't have the experience to have the clout. Um, you know, Gordon Hayward was predicted to be that guy. Gordon Hayward's production has went down. So he can't lead by the, his play on the court, but he may can lead by his mouth, but that's not the fact with him. Um, with Toronto, Toronto has Mark Gasol. So I'm going to get him a bit of an edge over uh, Kyrie. But, um, shoot, it, it's tough to lead with your, your player and, and, and going deep in these playoffs. And Kyrie understood that. I, I don't see Kyrie being with his with his own team, like you said, Dr. Smith. Mm-hmm. He won't be with his own team next year. I think he's, he's fishing, trying to get somewhere so he can win him another championship. He will not get a championship with the Boston Celtics. I'm going to say that now. Shoot. And Dr. Smith, with that said, I'm, I'm picking the Bucks to be the dark horse in the East to come out there East, Dr. Smith. I think they have enough. Um, the Greek freak is a, is a freak. Hmm. He's getting off. And and I picked them when the playoffs start. I just like the way they play, man. They play defense. And they have a and, – and another team out the West that, that, I don't, that, team don't go, that people don't go with, I, I like Denver, Dr. Smith. Denver is very productive with no name guys. They have one player, Joker, the Joker, Yoki. But um, other than that, they are built the same way as the Milwaukee Bucks, and I like both of those teams to meet up in a in a in a final. So I'm, I'm predicting Milwaukee versus the Denver Nuggets, Dr. Smith. I know I'm out on the limb, but mm-hmm. I'm out there, Dr. Smith. And, and and I can go along with Milwaukee because I don't think anybody can play Milwaukee, Toronto or not. But I, 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 I until until Golden State lose, I can't pick nobody else. I just can't because I just believe that they got too much firepower and they're going to they they're going to come together and they're going to do what they need to do. And I don't think them or have enough. No, you're just not going to be able to beat. Golden State with what they got going on. That was proven throughout the season. I think it was one or two games different, but that meant a lot. When they needed to win, they couldn't win because Golden State steps up. So 
Yes, I, I think Milwaukee will come out the East. I personally, because they look like they're on their way to a 4-1. I feel like a sweep. Everybody talking about 4-0 sweep. Now 4-1 is a sweep to me against the Boston Celtics. So they're going to come out the East. Then I think Golden State will come out, there, come out of the, uh, the West. And, and I just think those numbers are not going to allow. And those, those, those shooters are not going to lay down in this thing, whereas this other team can match up with them. They hard. They play. They long. But them shooters, them shooters. I think the difference between Houston and the Warriors now, and I think the Warriors got to, just like that Steve Kerr say, you know, they volleyball players getting, playing against linebackers, football players. They allowed them to get away playing that way. But I think it happened like that because they wanted the series to be equal and uh, uh, two and two. And allow them to be a little bit more physical on those much slender basketball players. So I think they got away with that, but I don't think they'll get away with it tonight. I think they'll get beat. And I'm talking about Houston. And it's not going to be as close as everybody think. I don't care what James Harden do because those shooters are going to light them up because you can't take away from them shooting them shoes going to shoot. Now, you can hit them here now and then, but it's going to be called. It's just a little different game when you get at home than you're on the road. So I like Milwaukee to come out of the East. I do agree with you on that one, Trey, but I can't agree with Denver because they don't have enough firepower. They don't have a bitch long enough to be able to stay. Yeah, yeah, Milwaukee. Yeah, Milwaukee is the, you know, Trey, Milwaukee is the underdog because Milwaukee was not picked nowhere to be in the final. You have Boston and you had Golden State. Everybody already knew Golden State in their mind. So for Milwaukee to come out the East, that is an underdog making it to the championship game. I mean, making it to the series. So that is it. But I don't think, and I'm honestly telling you, Joking them might be doing what they're doing, but they just, when they come and get that firepower started firing up, they're not, they don't have the players to play with them. And it, experience does matter, man. Experience does matter. And I think that's important right there. Now, if I said Golden State, get through, get through uh, Houston. Yeah, the experience going to play, and they're going to play at another level where those teams that never been there have not been there, not capable of doing it. That's just my belief about experience. I don't slap out. I'm, I'm not taking away from anything those two teams doing, but I think Milwaukee will, because they're already up by 15, 15, 20 points right now, and probably 15, maybe 13, 15 points on the Celtics in the third quarter. So it looks like it's going to be coming to the end for the Celtics very soon. Very soon. So Kyrie, his last time in that uniform. And maybe the Celtics now, they can grow together as young boys, young guys, I'm sorry, young guys with a young coach. They was putting him up with Greg Popovich. Oh, he's a gay man. He couldn't handle those guys because once he brought back his, his boy, uh, Gordon Haywood, that shouldn't have been in a starting lineup because he was hurt. And he's still hurt. His production down, he finally got a little bit going down. It's, it, 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 it's too late because these teams realize you continue to be physical. He ain't going to be want to be a part of it. So we'll see Milwaukee in the championship game. Trey, I agree with you there, but I think Golden State still, until somebody beat Golden State, Golden State going to be right back in there. I just was too much firepower. And I'm not a Golden State man. I'm even, I was I'm more or less with Cleveland last year and uh, found out. So the bottom line is we got a situation here that we're going to have a new phase from the East, but we're also going to have the same, I feel the same phase from the West. So we'll keep an eye on that and see how that goes. So I ain't worried about the one of the questions we had tonight. Are you worried about the Warriors? No, I'm not worried about them because I know the shooting going to get going. But at the end of this season, 
I want you to pay close attention to a trade where you got a possibility uh, one of the Splash Brothers, they're going to try hard. One of the Splash Brothers is going to be leaving there. It won't be Stephen Curry, so that means that Thompson's going to be out of there. He might be yeah, over there. Yeah. He might be over in L.A. He might be brought, they hollering about it. They need to get all them other people. If he get the Splash Brother, and then he can get him another big man that's aggressive. You know, you know, I love him. You know, I don't see nobody playing as hard as my boy play. You know, physical Talk a lot of stuff, bump people around. You know who it is. The man in the middle for the Golden State Warriors. You know, I just believe you need a man down there's going to knock somebody around. So, Draymond Green. So, we'll kind of see how they might have two of them over there. You never know. They got to get paid. They don't have to be uh, KD because KD, I feel like he's not going to go anywhere. If them two leave or one of them leave, Meaning one of the Splash Brothers League, he going to stay. They're going to do everything to keep him. So we'll kind of keep an eye on that. And then if they bring in Kimmel Walker, I think they'll be pretty good. The rest of them, them little clowns, they can find something else for them to do. I think they ought to trade Ben Simmons for one of them boys. Maybe Ben Simmons, he ain't got to shoot there. <laughs> he won't clutter up the middle. <laughs> with the MB. I don't know what's going to happen, but I just that's my thought. So we're going to check that out and see how things are going to be. And we just, you know, have, you know, have an awesome log tonight. Call in numbers 347-857-4192. And we, now we're going to move to historical black colleges and universities. Trey, we're going to do some storylines. It's basically some of the things that, that happened in regards to the, uh, we'll talk about the draft. Just a little bit. We'll take a minute and talk about the draft uh, because there's some follow-up information. As we know, the first uh, player ever in Alabama State history to be drafted in the first round was drafted on that on last Thursday night, two weeks ago Thursday night, and it was talking about his contract. His signing bonus for those players would be $6.5 million, somewhere around $6.5, $6.8. And that's money he gets to put in the bank. Now, he will get that 20, you know, have that cap on that uh, uh, rookie salary with $20 million. So that $20 million will be available for him. And from a little small town called Monroeville, Alabama, from a player that was a quarterback who grew three inches at 87 pounds, was a walk-on at Alabama State and get drafted the 23rd pick. And as was said last week, uh, Reggie Ballo said it well, out of 774 uh, uh, schools that play football, only 23 or 22 teams had players drafted in that first 23 pick, and Alabama State fell in that category. So we said hoorah, and we said congratulations. Sign that contract that can help your family. And that's 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 what you ask for to get a chance to play from a small school and the small school. You get a chance to, to move it to another move the needle to another level. And you'll continue to see that you can come out of the small school as well as the big school. Might not be as many, but if you can get one or two every now and then, you have a great opportunity to put your program on the map and keep it going by getting players to yes, come sir. out. Yes, play. And also, uh, you all had a player called Bethune. Trey out of Alabama a and Did y'all have a player called? Eric Bethune. Bethune. Yeah. They said, you know, I got a thing. Say he, You're Bethune. He, he was drafted. Say he was drafted. Yes, sir. Yeah, he was drafted by the Atlanta Falcons. He got signed. Huh? Yeah. So, yeah. Got yeah. 
Yeah, because he he one of my frat brothers. That's why <laughs> that's why I say I'm gonna plug one in for my brothers now. He's one of my frat brothers. Yeah, yes, so, so I was like, man, you already got drafted. <laughs> I said, yeah, but uh, got a chance to, to play or sign. You want to say drafted? He was signed. Uh, so we look for some real positive things out of uh, Bethune as well as Tyson, uh, Titus Howard as well as. Karan Ramsey, who signed a free agent contract so he can get a chance. Several other players had the same opportunity. So we look forward for the historical black colleges and universities to make an impact in 2019 in the NFL as well as coming in 2020. So, Trey, it's been an awesome show tonight. We're going to get ready to close this thing out. we got about three or four minutes. You got any thoughts you want to leave with them? I did want to take a minute and say something about some of these spring sports in the Division, I mean, Division One are the more or less in the historical black colleges. If you give me a minute, I want to talk about uh, in the SWAC and a guest that we had on the program. We had a guest on this program um, that uh, talked to us about uh, track and field, cross country, and that's Coach Richard Bean. Coach Richard Bean, again, won the SWAC championship again, men and women, in 2019. He won the cross country and he won the indoor and now he wins both of the men and women for the swag track and field for 2019. Hurrah, I want to give a shout out to him for sure and uh, tell him to keep on grinding. A couple other things that happened in the swag. You have Cynthia Cooper Dykes returning to Texas Southern University's head basketball coach. Then we have a new person that's been, 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 been came through one of the uh, historical black colleges, played in the pros for many years. Lindsey Hunter, he will be introduced and has been introduced as the head coach of Mississippi Valley State University, head basketball coach. So thus, that's some great news to hear the change of coaches, some coaches that have a little a well-known History about behind them, cause uh, Coach uh, Dice Cooper Dice, she was coach over at Texas. Uh, I'm sorry, Texas Southern, and she just won championship, championship. So that puts another, you know, wrinkle in this thing. Put another challenging point. Now Lindsey Hunter is gonna come and try to change the 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 landscape at Mississippi Valley State University. There are some other things going on, but we're going to talk about them next week. Trey, we're about to wrap it up. Any thoughts you want to share with them about what's going on, even with AAU or even anything else you want to share your thoughts about as we close? Um, not, not many. Uh, that's just one thing. Um, I was reluctant to coach a player that was ranked top 25 in the state of Alabama, Jamari Arnold. Um, been playing up in 17U and AAU. Uh, been playing great. Um, and also my kids, the hell of them, they play with the Alabama Fuse and they've been making some noise too. Um, had a big time tournament win last week in Birmingham. Um, great night tonight, Dr. Smith. Awesome, uh, awesome. Got some me time with you, you know, me and you doing it. There you go, there um, you go. Glad to be here. Look, looking forward to, uh, hey, we got to have the whole staff here next week. Dr. Yeah. Smith. Yes. Got to have them jokers here. Yes, sir. Um, that much, Dr. Smith, but um, I'm going to leave you with this one, and I'm, I'm going to head on out the door. Okay. Um, look if you book. 
<laughs> go Milwaukee. Yeah, Milwaukee win yeah. Yeah. All right, then. Y'all hold it down. Yeah. We will. Good night, Good night, Trey. Thank you so much, Trey. Uh, you know, that's the, that's that young man always tell you. You know, he tried to do a couple things going back and forth, and, you know, an event. He tried to work that event. He's coming out talking on the phone. That's why I was some hesitation when he came in. We appreciate him. The rest of the group was not here, but we appreciate having them as well, and we look to have a full staff next week. So as we get to the closing of the hour, check us out on Friday with Balling with the Doc at 6 o'clock Central Standard Time, 7 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. You know, I tell everybody, we always have a good time. Hashtag communicate for understanding. Hashtag keep on grinding. And last but not least, I always tell y'all, you know, you don't understand what I'm going through and what I'm about to go through if you hadn't walked in my shoes. I love you, and I ain't a thing you can do about it. Have an awesome night.